Welcome to the Berry Sex Show. Thanks for joining me. I'm Barry Cockroft and I'll be hosting this podcast with guest saxophonists from around the world. We'll be exploring the stories behind these great musicians with telling insights into how they got started and the ongoing development of their careers. Thanks for being here on this adventure and please subscribe for a new episode each week. The details of each podcast, including a transcript, the show notes and any links can be found at barrysax.com. Soloist, researcher and pedagogue, Claude Delong is one of the greatest contemporary saxophonists and he stands out as the master of the French saxophone. Considered a profound interpreter, he's also enriched the saxophone repertoire by collaborating with the most renowned composers, including Berrios, Boulez, Takemitsu and Piazzolla, as well as supporting many younger composers. Since 1986, he has been a saxophonist with Ensemble Intercontemporain, excuse the French, and has appeared with soloists with prestigious orchestras worldwide, including London BBC, Radio France, Radio of Finland, Berlin Philharmonic, and the Australian Chamber Orchestra, amongst many others. Passionate for his instrument, he's worked closely with musical acoustic laboratories at the University of Paris 7, and the results of his research on the specific acoustics of the saxophone have helped him further his collaboration with living composers. He's recorded many albums for Biz, Deutsche Grammophon, Harmonia Mundi, Arato, and Varani, including popular repertoire through to the most avant-garde works. After obtaining several first prizes at the Paris Conservatoire, Claude Delongue was appointed professor in 1988, where he has created the most prestigious saxophone class in the world. I'd like to thank Claude for taking the time to talk with me today. He had to squeeze this conversation in between practicing, rehearsals, teaching, masterclasses, and of course, doing some laps at the local swimming pool. So please, welcome Claude Delongle, master of the French saxophone from Paris, France. I'd love to know, how did you actually get started with the saxophone? Um, when I was uh, nine, nine years old, uh, for, for a long time, my father wanted me to play music. I didn't ask, but my father wanted, because he studied violin when he was a, a kid, for a few years, because his father passed away too early, and he had to, afterwards to, to go on in life, and, uh, and he wanted me to play the violin, of course. But we always talked about that at home. Oh, that would be good that you, sh- you, you would play music, but nothing happened. And we had at that time uh, a very good program in schools, at schools, having um, teachers coming at uh, primary school, teaching, not really, I would not say teaching music, but we were uh, singing, uh, having a little bit of solfege, but inside the the regular school. And my parents received a letter from this guy uh, saying that I had a good ear and uh, sing pretty well in tune. And it would be a shame if I would not uh, do something and perhaps it would be good to, to register at the conservatoire, giving the address of the conservatoire. And my father took this as an opportunity to, to, to register me in the violin class. I was nine years old and we went to the conservatoire and the people said, oh, nine years old, that's too late to begin the violin. Uh, we can do so many other instruments. 
And myself, I was pretty happy because I really didn't want to play the violin. I had no idea about the instruments. We were going to, to concert, to opera sometimes. My father was a cook, but he had a very high level. Uh, he, has, he knew a lot about music and we, he, enjoyed, he still enjoys music, uh, even being deaf now, but he still listens to music. It's strange, but true. And uh, we, we went and visiting classes, clarinet and I do not remember and we listened to a lesson a saxophone lesson and was Serge Bichon teaching the it was exactly not exactly in the conservatoire it was in a kind of annex of the conservatoire and I said oh that's an instrument that's I have to consider that because not only this the sound for me was I have no absolutely no idea about what was a saxophone but the instrument in itself uh, the repertoire, jazz, classic, contemporary, what? No idea, zero idea about that. Just, I listened to this lesson, and I, I still know the guy who was, who was having this lesson now, Christian Charnet, and, um, and I enjoyed the sound, not only the sound, but the connection between the shape, the color, and the sound. Everything mixed together, made for me as a kid, something, I said, yes, I would like to do that. And afterwards, I, I began started just like that just like that as a beginner as a beginner yeah. as a beginner with a, a true saxophone professor which was pretty pretty rare at that time wow not a client professor saxophone professor it was it was 1966 would you say you had a natural talent for the instrument or did you work hard or was it a combination i don't think i have a, the, the the thing is I I think I have a natural talent for for playing a woodwind, a wind instrument. Because I my goal was to blow in something. I wanted to blow, uh, whatever would have been flute, perhaps not, but clarinet, oboe, bassoon. And the strange thing is, my I have two kids on four playing a wind instrument, and we we are I don't know why. And I discovered uh, later on that my mother grandfather was playing the saxophone. I never listened to him. But he was, and never afterwards, he said to me, he was still alive at that time, he said, I played the saxophone. <laughs> he was even a, a band director, but uh, some things happening in his life, he stopped many things. And um, I didn't know that, you know. You have something in the blood you don't know, you know. <laughs> and you just, uh, it's kind of accomplishment of things that, you know, we, we are not aware of why we choose things, you know. And... Um, but talent, for me, the question of the talent is a very difficult thing. N nat nature, I don't, don't think about being, having nature for, to do something. Yeah. But the thing important is when you like something and we do it, when you do it uh, early enough and, and work enough at the good period of time, when you grow up with the instrument, that makes the nature. Because uh, we say that for violin, for piano player, why beginning so early? Because uh, not because we, we need to, to practice early, because we need to grow with the, to, to, the body uh, finally is made to do that afterwards. Which makes sense why we start the saxophone a little later when physically we can. We can, of course, yeah. of course, but it, for, probably it requires more effort. Mm. I really, uh, I'm 60 now, and I, I should say that after a concert, after practicing, after two hours practicing, four hours, I would say after four hours I could be tired, <laughs> but not that much. It, that does not tire me. 
because probably I don't know if, this is according to the evolution afterwards blowing if I the way I've been taught about blowing uh, of course was very uh, active and very strong and afterwards discovered all, all uh, other way of playing but uh, other ways but the the question of nature for me is something we we say you know we say some sometimes all oh, these guys so gifted but what I I don't know exactly what means gifted the the relation between being gifted or having the taste for uh, enjoying the thing and this is a very complex thing and it's different for for everybody do you remember the different styles of teaching that you received from your different teachers yes it was not that uh, not as rich as nowadays the, the student have because now we can have master classes everywhere you can work with this guy this and with everybody in a way and I know lots of um, approaches and, and at, my at my time uh, not that much I had uh, for what uh, six years exclusively my own professor Serge Bichon and then I had some uh, private lesson with Daniel Defayet with Jean-Marie Londex uh, a few one with Marcel Mull uh, and then I entered when I was uh, 18 years old with Defayet and exclusively working with Defayet. And that's it. And having, well, I would say, one masterclass with, but I didn't know much about, you know, different teaching. And for me, it was, it has been, it, it's why it took so long for me. I think I, I, I it needed uh, 10 years for me to, uh, to understand something about what I knew. Or what I didn't know, <laughs> and what I should do, what I could do, according to the to the life, um, and I've been trained. Trained. Uh, fortunately, I've been trained uh, uh, trained a way which was a little bit too strong, and a way which was with the fire a little bit too uh, light. Can we say um, the fire didn't tell much, mm. just very little things. He played. He played very, very little. Didn't play at less during lessons. Very rarely, no examples. Sometimes he played when he had an instrument. When somebody played the buffet, he can play. Take the buffet because he played buffet, and then he played almost a whole concerto, a whole part of a concerto, but never a little excerpt. Never, and therefore I knew only he's playing through the. Some concert in Saxon Quartet or through the uh, the recordings, which are not that much, and uh, and the, the Bichon was exactly the opposite. He never played the whole thing because he was not at all a solo player, even chamber music player. He was he had a quartet, but he was not a stage musician at all. He was exclusively a professor, and his teaching was very very tough, very hard. We worked so hard, you know. And it was a teaching that nobody can can use now. We cannot do that way now. And I've been that experience for me was a kind of conflict, you know. And and in between, I had the f very few masterclasses with with Londex. And I do remember the very incredible experience when uh, uh, for World Saxophone Congress in London, 1976, uh, I was with my. Uh, with Odile, we, who was still not my wife, we were just a, a friend at that time, we played together and um, I saw that it was possible to have a masterclass with uh, Hemke or, 
the professor in London, I do not remember his name now, and, uh, and Landex, and I, I, I wrote my name on the list, and I had a masterclass on Crescent Sonata, first and second movement, perhaps not the third, I do not remember exactly. And we talked, we especially talked about my position, and uh, the, I was moving a lot when playing at that time, and he said, me, you, all your energy goes to your movement, in spite of going to your music, and so on, okay? But that was 1976, and I was still in conservatoire. And September, next September, I had lesson with, with the Fier. And he knew that I had a masterclass with the Duc de Bordeaux, as he said. <laughs> and he said, you had a, you had a masterclass with, Landex, with the Duc de Bordeaux? He said, never said Landex. And I said, yes. And he said, what did you learn? I said, uh, not, I, I feel that it was wrong. And I, I was 19 years old, you know, I was almost a kid, you know. Said he said um, I said I, I, he told me that I moved I moved too much and so on and I have to to practice against the wall and in order to to feel the music only in the sound and and so on he said and that and what else I said um, not much more I said and you had a lesson for that he said yes it was not worth. <laughs> 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 and you know, it's incredible because now we invite Professor in Conservatoire at least once a year, twice a year, and we share and people, are, my own students are taught, of course, differently. And, you know, it's, it's, we, we cannot imagine now the, 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 the world, uh, musical world, musical teaching. Uh, it sounds that the professors were very competitive between each other. Mm. This is the first point, but there are also other points. There, uh, you were, uh, you, you, you was the, the student of this guy or of this guy, but not of both, you know. There was, you, you the question of property, of schools, uh, and, and uh, the relationship was, um, you know, even for me was, uh, when I was taught by, by the faith for to only even a year and a half only, because, you know, studying at Cossato was, was two school years, and which means uh, twice uh, seven months, and that's it. That was it. Uh, the, the, his teaching was uh, very, very free, but my, myself, I've been told before that I would never, I would not have learned anything in Paris Conservatoire. And I know that's still the case. Some people arrive and think <laughs> the same. And perhaps I'm right, <laughs> and uh, the uh, because Bichot said you will you have to go to Paris Conservatoire, but you will you will you won't learn anything, and you know it's it's such a wrong wrong word, you know, because you we learn from from everyone, of course we learn everywhere, sometimes each one learns something different, of course, and every musician uh, has some very if he plays well if he does something with his instrument he has something to teach or to how do you say that? There is a possible transmission. Duffy was not a great, a great professor. He was not a great professor because he, he had no in, much, not much interest in that. It was not he, he had no interest, not much interest in teaching. Do you think now that students have access to all of these master classes? And I see this in students when they write their biography. They they don't just list their teacher now. They list all of the master classes yes, they've been yes, to. Yes. Is it possible that they have? That they're getting exposed to too many ideas. There are good there are good points, and there are some wrong points at the same time. The good points is being much more open, uh, knowing from very early age that they 
there are so many possibilities. We can play this way, we can play this way with this kind of repertoire. And, and finally, finally they, uh, it's, that makes the things a bit more insecure, which is good because they have, they, 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 hopefully they understand that they have to choose themselves uh, and to, to make their own musical life. There is no uh, going in the musical life is not putting the, the shoes of somebody else. It's just having new shoes and walking. Uh, and that is good. The, the bad point for me is um, sometimes they're exposed a little too early to this. For me, I feel, perhaps I'm wrong, I'm not sure, but I feel that it's good to, to know something a little bit with some kind of security, even if it's, I would say, wrong or partly right, but to know something solid. And then at when when you we play with some stability then having the most uh, ex, uh, come on, to be exposed to to to, to more uh, possibilities and the other the other wrong thing is now uh, even if with regular professors even in my class for example i guess i feel that the students you know think because it's a culture now, it's a nowadays culture among the, the young people and among, it's even for me, we, we think a little bit, bit wrong about transmission. We think that choosing my, my path is choosing something from the professor who is teaching now. And for me, this is completely wrong. Exactly the same thing as if you are you, you live in Melbourne. I don't know the accent in Aust Australia. In you you learn English in Australia, and there is a specific way to, uh, talking uh, uh, English in Melbourne and different in Adelaide or Sydney. If you are taught English in this area, you will learn the accent of this area, and you will learn the, through not only the accent but a lot of expressions and things which are not necessary to, to talk English, but you are in a culture, you are inside something which is, which is uh, locally used and um, uh, it's a culture. And then you travel and you talk English in some other places. And you, you, you clearly understand that these things, you cannot use these words and we can, these expressions are connected to the area where you have been taught. You, you know your own evolution. But I think it's very wrong when we want, when we have a class, we have to accept everything. Everything. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because this is not the mood. And I, I think even, even things which I feel that are not good because through things I, I judge myself now, which are not good for me, perhaps I can feel some good thing for me. Because the problem is, um, and that, that has been part of my life, uh, I've been trained, I've been practicing quartet for, for 10, 15 years with uh, Jean-Paul Fouchecourt, Roger Muraraud, all those, those people. And I do remember, especially in terms of sound, in terms of uh, vibrato expression, I... I, my my own evolution came uh, from the moment uh, when I in, I tried to imitate things I didn't like. When I began to to understand that my evolution is would be uh, better if I would be able to do the things that the other people do, and some I don't like, I can find something because a musician is is a balance in itself, and we. There is no good way. There is just 
you know, like a boat. It is, uh, we, we we have to go from left to right, and to sometimes in in. A, a, I don't know if you, you ever see um, what is the name of the guy who, who drive a boat. Is uh, you know, captain, the captain, captain, the captain. I saw once in a pretty little boat a captain in the t in the storm. You know, we have we were in between island in France. A bit in a storm, a very uh, strong storm, and we, we we already had the the way to think how we can swim to, to the to the to the coast because the, the the waves were coming in the boat, and the guy was the captain at that time was it was very interesting because it was in an emergency way of course, and he was just using the strength of course the strength because the the boat has no no more strength at that time he was using the strength of the waves and going using the the sea itself the wind itself and i feel that a musician on stage beat that captain on a on a storm sometimes and he doesn't do what he wants he doesn't drive he doesn't go to the the, the, at the to the the point he, he wants to go and not the way not the speed nothing just surviving finding a way to to be a boat going to the harbor <laughs> and the, the music life sometimes it looks a bit that that kind of thing you know so the, the the students they they have to be able to accept some different ideas take them on board try them try it try them, just and try then them. make a decision make a decision and and once again um i feel that the decision is done by itself we we, we will nev never play the way we don't want to we will never but if we do it We'll just get the thing which I need, you know. Exactly the same thing in food, you know. Some sometimes when you are a kid, you don't like at all this thing, and the parents do not force you to eat, but don't eat all the thing, but just eat a little of that. Just and of course you will, you don't like it, and that's okay. We, no, we will not force, but afterwards you will discover something in these states you don't like that. It's not that that bad, you know. You and progressively you you understand. And music is that for me. It's sometimes we. It's for me the same about music. I, I even now there are music that I don't like. Elevator music. I don't like at all elevator elevator music. And sometimes I try to to sing some some tunes I listen to in, a, in an elevator. I say that's not that bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. You've been teaching now at the Conservatoire for, it must be 30 years, right? It's almost, yes. So you began as a young man. I began, I was 31, yes. Is that a young age for a professor? Yes. I was already professor for 10 years because I've been a professor in a, in a regional conservatoire for uh, four years in, uh, in Angoulême and six years in, 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 uh, in Boulogne. That means that uh, that's 10, 10 years total. And... Uh, the, the, the wrong point here is I just began understanding how it works, how it works uh, for these kind of students and I have to move. And, I, and now I think I, I, I'm okay because uh, um, I'm okay. I don't know if I'm okay because sometimes I'm wrong also, but I, I, I understand more now. I understand more the relationship between personalities. And um, what the main thing I understood through teaching is the main job of a, pro a professor is not teaching. Is not teaching. Teaching means what? Me teaching means talking and playing. But for me, the professor is not. He can talk. He can play. But the main thing is listening. The main thing for a professor is just listening, and uh, listening very, very carefully and long enough. 
And the, for me, the, the, the best school for teaching has been doing masterclasses. Because it's very interesting. The, for the professor, the best school is, is gi giving masterclasses because you don't know the, the kids, you don't know the people. And especially, you do not have, you want to use your time, could be half an hour, 15 minutes, an hour long. It's never very long. And you want to be as uh, useful possible as possible for, for, the, for the student. And you, you, you give everything you, you, you can, but you have no, no goal. You just want to, uh, to be understood, but you have no pressure. It, it's, not your, it's not your baby, you know. And that's the wrong thing when teaching. We think too much. This is my student, and I want him to play w very well because through him, perhaps I could, be, uh, an, uh, I could be known as a good professor. And that's the worst thing in teaching. To, to teach according to the professor we want to be. It's awful. And that's the, that's the wrongest thing I know for me. And after getting older, it's much easier. It's much easier. Have you seen any change in the type of student that's been coming through to see you for the last 30 years? Completely. It's not the same, it's not the same job, I should say. Wow. It's another job. It's another job. When, when I've been appointed uh, in Conservatoire in 1988, the main job was what? The main job was, you know, most of the students were, were living out, outside of Paris, considering that they had nothing to do in Paris. They came for the saxophone lesson, an hour a week, having some solfege lessons. Sometimes they do not have to attend because they were good enough at already. Some sight reading lesson and a bit of analysis. That means a day in Paris. And then back home, and working saxophone, practicing a lot, and being focused on saxophone playing, I would say that many people, many, too many people were at the entrance competition were playing really out of tune and didn't know how to play the saxophone. They play most of the time. They had, I would say, kind of good sound, a sound, and and most of the time very good technique, but but style about uh, I don't know everything else <laughs> I have no idea about music still now a little bit but <laughs> not that much <laughs> and now people know very well playing the saxophone that that the big change and they have already have got this experience of changing the professor not only once for me now there is no no interest in being a good professor in being judged being a good musician I have no interest in that I just play the way I want, just teach the way I think I have to. And, and, and that's, I would say, it's a shame that we, we need to, to, to be that old <laughs> to understand this. <laughs> to have no goal, no, no, no specific goal. We, to be very free with the students. And, and once again, 30 years ago, the, my work was mostly teaching about embouchure, about very basic techniques and repertoire and just begin, beginning of teaching that transcription could be not only playing the classic du saxophone by Marcel Mühl, but also watching at many other repertoire and having friends who are composers and asking friends to, to compose music for themselves, going to the improvisation class. And, you know, I, I was not able to, to do a saxophone ensemble at the beginning because they were not at the same time the, in the class, you know, they were not attending the class, just their lesson. And it took uh, to 10 years to begin something and 20 years to, to do it a bit about it and 30 years to realize 
that it could have been done differently. <laughs> Do you think, looking back, could you give yourself a piece of advice to the 31-year-old uh, professor. professor just starting at the conservatoire? Hmm, that's not that easy because it, it fits so much with uh, our own culture, our own where we are. Nobody would be at the same place I, I've been uh, 30 years ago. My, my, my main advice, but this is not connected to being a professor, but being a musician is, uh, I don't know the word in English, uh, Ose, Ose, try, just try. Just try, Ose. It's not the same word I would like to express, but try and be, be more. The, the problem, there is a, a very a big con confusion between being confident on oneself, having some confidence on, on oneself, and being proud of oneself. This is totally different. We should not be proud of oneself, but we should be confident in oneself, which is very different. And uh, I really, when I was younger, when I was young, I have a lot, a, a, a huge lack of, of confidence, and I was too proud of myself. <laughs> that was the contrary thing. <laughs> and um, when about repertoire, about everything, uh, I feel the trying, 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 trying. Yes. I first met you more than 20 years ago wow. in, in Australia. It was one of those first conferences in uh, Brisbane. Yes, exact, 20 years, exactly 20 yes. years ago. Because my uh, last was just, was my, my wife was pregnant of the last. Wow. Yes, she's 20. And you've been traveling and traveling everywhere to attend saxophone events, to tour, to teach. You've been traveling for so many years. That's an amazing commitment to taking the saxophone to places. What is it that you like most about traveling and taking the saxophone with you? you that's a good, very good question. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did it, but I know why I like it. <laughs> okay. And I could answer first <laughs> this last question. I, I really like this. Of course, I try to not travel too much because uh, afterwards I really need to concentrate. I love concentrate on my own job and being at home and having my and I try to limit in in, in a way the travels. But uh, what I like the most is um, meeting new students and sometimes now meeting not new students, but students that I already met here and there because students w w travel a lot. And listening to people, the evolution now, for example, in, we are in Slovenia and uh, I see some, I met yesterday some professor, we are, who are 30, 35 years old, almost 40 years old, who was my students in masterclass, not my student, but I've been, I've been teaching them 20 years ago. And now I, I see them as professors with their own students. And this, this rejoices me a lot because I feel that the, not according to me, and it's not my, I would say not my fault, <laughs> but, but they, they found their path. Uh, they, they have their own musical life and they, they do things that, you know, they, they, they found their, their, it's not a question of music, it's a question of uh, being happy in life, you know. And that's, that's um, uh, the main thing for me. I, I, I say this more and more that, uh, making, in, in brackets, making uh, good musicians, uh, 
is something interesting. Making good uh, instrumentalists, players is, is of course interesting. But um, meeting people that could be uh, could have um, a wonderful life through music, enjoying life through music, or enjoying uh, music through life. This is the main goal for me. Because, you know, there are so many... I don't know in Australia that much, but I know in many countries, in France, in Europe especially, you have so many musicians, whatever would be the instrument, well, orchestral musician, solo player, chamber music players. Because, and I understand, because life is very difficult. And they're frustrated because they didn't do that, and they didn't do that, but they would like to do that. And they, they are just so depressed because of an expectation which is not realized. And I would say the best thing is having no expectation, trying everything with no expectation, no, no specific goal. And if we could teach that, and be, if it, it, that could be taught also in very simple exercises or in an etude, in a concerto, in a chamber, in a quartet, even when practicing, we can teach oneself about that. Sometimes I see students, they practice so, I have some students from Portugal now, they practice so hard, they, and they look fighting so much when playing. And when we, we begin practicing a smoother way, um, they discover that they are much better than they expected before. And uh, of course, I don't mean that the uh, professor should say, you are great. In some, some countries, we hear that a lot. But you are great. I enjoy your sound. You're, oh, what beautiful technique. I love your playing. We, a person should not be exactly that all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. No, not all the time. But the, the question is, uh, we, we need to, to, to teach the student uh, in order to be themselves, a good professor for them, a good professor for themselves, but a good professor, I mean, to be a kind professor with themselves. And I say to my students, you want, you never, you will never be a good professor, a nice and efficient professor, if you are not the same for yourself. And that's, that's my, my, uh, I, and I discovered that I have always been a good professor for myself. I don't know, that's not, doesn't concern my, level, way of playing, whatever, neither my, my teaching. But for myself, because I've quite, uh, you know, my body is not very strong, and I'm very tall, not very, uh, I, I don't have much strength, and I cannot force myself to practice too long, and to, to f I cannot force myself. I need sport, I need the breathing out, I need, uh, I need breath, I need uh, rest, I need, uh, uh, you know, I need, as everybody, but... Sometimes I feel that, especially now, you know, because the competition is so hard with so many international competitions and people want to, to, to play this repertoire most of the time too early, most of the time too early, too difficult pieces. And I'm fighting a lot now with repertoire. Play this first, play. It's a bit easy. Yes, but try to play well. Uh, and uh, and uh, but we, if we are very kind with ourselves, if we, when we are tired, when an exercise becomes to be a bit boring. Boring is the. Uh, in French, we have we have a, an awful word, a repetition, répéter. It's an awful word. I much prefer the rehearsal or uh, ensayo in Espanol. Ensayo is trying to. Uh, rehearsal is rehearsal is different. It's not repeating. It's uh, it's another word. Uh, I prefer the English than the French sometimes, and uh, even speaking so badly. But um, the 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 question is uh, we. 
we have to understand practicing being efficient when practicing is um, it's not so it's not so easy because it's connected to memory and mostly memory body memory and and uh, rational memory and, and uh, eye memory sound memory all the memories we have kine, kinesi, uh, kine, 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 kinesthetic. kinesthetic memory and the question of memory i worked a lot on memory i did a kind of thesis on, on memory uh, long ago and i interviewed uh, geriat geriat geriatric uh, doctors mm. and they said I learned through them that memory is not connected to rationality. Memory is connected to affect. And when we love something, we learn it very easy. When we hate something, we cannot uh, learn it. That means that we have to, to find a way of playing that we love. Sometimes we, we have to enjoy our... It's why we need to be confident. If, it's why we need a good read, I would say. But we, we, we need to be happy with the read. Because if not... If we do not enjoy something in my playing, if I do not enjoy something, I I cannot have a, a, a nice rehearsal. You know, it's uh, you probably agree with that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, if you can enjoy one thing in your playing, then it will let you enjoy other things. Other thing later, <laughs> later on. I noticed that you have been playing with your wife. For decades, yes, for together. forty, for 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 four decades, four for forty years, yes, we which is incredible. It's a long time, yes. That obviously has given you the opportunity to travel together sometimes, a lot, a lot, which yes. is wonderful, and also to record mm -hmm. together. How important has recording been for mm. your development as a musician? It's been a huge. It has. It's a huge, it's, it's main, I would say, it, this is the main teaching for, for, for a musician. Uh, of course, not only listening to you afterwards, basically, because I almost never listen to my recordings. I never listen to my recordings. I, I have no interest. And, uh, but when you do the job, it's another job. It's really another job, and you, there is not, there is, as we, we all know, that we, we do not have the energy of the concert, where it's not, there is no beginning, there is no end, there is not, and music is, music is the art of time, of course. But with recording, we discovered that it's not anymore completely the art of time, because we can go and back. And, uh, and you are, you are in front of yourself, and deciding for yourself, deciding that you would you recognize it's like a mirror for me it's exactly like you you use a, a, a airbrush and you are in front of a mirror and you think oh my I, my 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 hair should be that way or that way <laughs> and and with the recording it's exactly that and you see who i am who, who which who's who who you say who, which musician which musician i am and uh, of course it's and, and at the same time when recording you are in front of a, ti a time because the session is three hours and not more could be this depending on the situation but with orchestra it's just that and you have and the main goal is to finish on time and that's it <laughs> do it uh, the way it's done sometimes escape but uh, being on, on track is doesn't never escapes if not cost lots of money <laughs> and uh, but i enjoy i enjoy recording i really enjoy recording and i would like to have some next because i didn't re record for now for Two years, the CDs I did two years ago is not, not uh, available yet. I did the, the Rhapsody and uh, 
but the last recon uh, available recording uh, was released uh, at least eight, uh, seven, eight years ago. It's a long, too long time ago. I have two, two more projects, and um, and and also something important about recording with a deal and alone, and, and is that when you do recording, is when you have a plan to record something, you immediately begin to think about a program to to begin what I want to record what kind of music and for what because you need now if for a concert you say okay I will play this because I do not have time to to practice uh, a new piece and I will play Tableau de Provence okay <laughs> because I know Tableau de Provence okay uh, you, you can have a um, emergency program for, for a concert but for recording not usually you, you do not emergency program for, for recording you you plan and you you build you it's you build something it's a, it's a work by itself we all know this and that helps a lot for identity construction and with Odile, of course I mean, of course I, I know she she could she she should <laughs> and she could have been uh, playing with a much better saxophone player but unfortunately unfortunately she's married to me <laughs> <laughs> But we, we really enjoy together, playing together. And the work we have now, we, we, for two years, because, because the last uh, children are now not, not away, but uh, not, uh, we do not have to care about them every single day. And we, we can do a lot, much more travels, and we, we commission new pieces for saxophone and piano, huge work, sometimes half an hour works with a, a theater, music theater in it. And, uh, singing in it, and we, we we experiment new things. We have time to experiment more. <laughs> You've had a, a long history of working with composers, getting new works, mm -hmm. being able to collaborate with living composers. Mm -hmm. That, from my perspective, seems to have been a huge part of your interest. The, new works. This is this is very key. This is a key point in my in my in my career, and the, the, this is my goal. That's it. Uh, developing the repertoire and finally. Not that much developing the repertoire, just this this action, being with somebody, and and having a, a, a common baby, you know, so, and this become the, our own baby, and uh, we, we sometimes we are not aware how much we we adopt this. And I very very recent experience. I premiered the piece in November. And I sent the recording and video recording to the composer, and uh, he's, after a while he said, oh, I'm, you're, you're playing is okay, but my, I was wrong, it's too long, it's a solo piece for 18 minutes, and it became 14, from 18 to 14. And of course, uh, I could have been frustrated according to time spent on those four minutes, but this was not the, the, the purpose. The purpose was uh, I discovered a new baby, hmm. and I... I loved the first one, and it was another one. It was not another one because the fourteen minutes was still there. But the shape, you know, and you know, when you change something, you know, when we do ski on tracks, it's very easy to to ski uh, ten meters away. But two, 20 centimeters away, you you go, you get back on the tracks, you know. And for memory, it's the same. And it's, even if I don't play the piece by memory, but you know, we know the piece by memory, and you know, getting to another shape. I, I through this experience, and it was pretty rare uh, that much, you know, cutting so much music in a piece. I discovered my 
not only my interest, but but uh, that the music was the, the time of the the, sh the shape was in my mind, was in my memory, was in my fingers. But and I, I get so much frustration about that. I did not tell him because I did not want to <laughs> to tell him this. But uh, and about com composer, the I, with Odile, we realized that when we were very young, we were practicing, we were uh, playing the music of our uh, the same generation, our friends, colleagues, being having the same age. And getting older, we, we had a connection with uh, all those people like Berio, Stockhausen, Boulez, or, or Ligeti. Uh, unfortunately, we finally didn't never wrote anything. And um, Dutilleux, uh, Takemitsu, and, and of course it has been successful or not, sometimes not. And some friends say, say uh, you should be very frustrated that Dutilleux never wrote for you. Said, not, not, really not. It has been, of course, I tried. I was very connected to him and I, I was very frustrated when he said once in conservatory, Mr. Delong, I thought a lot about you because I was on my way to use three saxophones in the, my last symphony for Boston. But you know, I cannot do that for them because you know, they are traveling and they have to pay supplementary, complementary uh, people. You know, I'm a uh, very connect, uh, very close friend of, of this orchestra and I feel that it would be wrong for them to, to have that. And, and of course, at the time when he, he told the story, it's very frustrating. But in a way, it's, it's not a big deal, you know. I've, I, I've not, I do not have veneration to the works, even wonderful works, even La Joconde, Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, it's good. It's great to have those, those work, and, and it's a good example for to study on that, to, because these great works are connected to. I would say, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, to the beauty with a big B, you know, uh, to the to creation, to 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 human by itself. Because the, the I say to my to sometimes to my friends, you can have a wonderful uh, piece, but it's never as beautiful as a beautiful you woman. It's never as beautiful. It's can, it never can do anything more beautiful than a, a, a wonderful woman. That's not possible. But it's. It's closer to, to a tree, a wonderful tree here, but you know, sometimes it's better to have a beautiful tree than a beautiful piece of saxophone. You know, it's, it's a <laughs> All of these uh, new pieces that you've played, some continue on, some get played and become popular part of the repertoire. Let's yes. say. Have you identified anything that That's allows a piece to become a great piece and to be taken on board? I have some, I'm some key some some clues uh, can we say clues mm. um, and for me the best example uh, according to this clue I will first talk about the clue the clue is uh, I feel if a piece belongs really to you then it can have some success for other people if it's a piece that you practice but do not adhere uh, stick stick to it and it's you play it and uh, it's not part of your body, it never comes, you, you play it and you perhaps like it, but uh, I don't know, for any, any reason, you, you, it's part of perhaps of your repertoire, but you know, do not consider it's your own improvisation. Uh, it's more difficult for the piece to go through. And the, for me, the best example is the Mysterious Morning by Tanada, which for me was, it's the strangest uh, success I ever see. Because uh, I ever saw, I ever, um, because the um, 
the piece was written in very specific conditions because I asked him to to do it for the for for the recording for the Japanese recording, and it was very it was very long to and he didn't do anything and and uh, for a few months before I said okay Fuminori, uh, I won't play your piece and that's it not big deal but uh, you have to know that and he he came to my class and he showed me what perhaps four notes with a, a a trill and uh, and it, can you play that? Okay, I <laughs> play that with a quarter tone. Can you do multiphonics with this note? And we began a process. Uh, me playing what he wrote, and each week was a little, little longer. And it was always he was always recording my, my playing and in kind of improvisation. And I should say all the piece I improvised it, but you know improvised, uh, it's part of improvisations, and he used everything that came from the saxophone. It did not, he, he did not um, write something that he did not listen first. And this is a clue for me. The composer had to listen, or perhaps Im have the imag imagination that he listens this from the saxophone. It has to be the music of the saxophone. That Landex says, not uh, music for saxophone, but uh, music I don't know how you could translate that by saxophone or saxophone music, and I feel I think a bit the, the same. Uh, this is because afterwards it's it's such difficult piece and strange piece. Of course, it has been a required piece, and sometimes it's just economic situation because it's a required piece for competition, and everyone plays it once, and everyone knows the piece, and then it becomes a repertoire piece. But by chance, and it's uh, sometimes it's I would prefer that we told recently some some pieces are part of the repertoire. I would prefer they would not be. <laughs> um, but if somebody like it, you know, sometimes I have students bringing to the class some pieces really I don't like, but I leave them playing them. I don't, you know, if they like it themselves, I think it's okay. If, if they will take something from the piece for. And uh, I have some friends who are French professors, and when they are students who do not like uh, reading, they, if they, they love the, what we say, the cartoon, or the bande dessinée, the cartoon, they leave them reading that, but afterwards they would probably discover something else. The, best, the, the, the most important thing is to have an interest in sight reading, discovering new, new repertoire. But the, the clues, why pieces are, it's why we have wonderful pieces from Baroque times, you know, now, which are still discovered now. And we know, we all know that Schumann, but this is another purpose, because Schumann, uh, Schumann, this uh, uh, rediscovered the Bach music and, um, uh, Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn did a huge work for, for all the, the, the Baroque composers. But this is not the purpose, because at that time we were only playing music written, uh, by a live composer. The question of repertoire did not exist. We did not have the idea of museum. You know. And now we, we, that's a bit the problem also. We have a, a, a too much, too much museum idea about museum, music, having, Repertoire, which is now I began recently, not not long ago, to improvise in 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 very classical pieces to do my own Glazunov cadenza, uh, Iber a little bit too, uh, including some improvisation in Villa Lobos, uh, some spots and and changing some 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 things. Of course, we have, we play the piece or we do not play the piece, but you know. Uh, 
we have to choose <laughs> to choose the, our path. Does is improvising something new that you have incorporated into your music? Not not today because I I I did improvisation always, but always okay. because I, I've been trained when I was um, twenty years old. I've I've composer. I've we, we would not know the names, but those composers asked me to improvise in a, you know art galleries. We we did improvisation, uh, you know ex exhibit when uh, art exhibits, and we we did improvisation with electronic. And uh, I've always been involved much in electronic fields. And uh, since the very early, uh, since I recorded my very very first CD with Odile was. Um, Le duo de l'angle, le duo, it was 1978 or 70 or 980, I don't remember. 80, perhaps 80, 79 or 80. And uh, I recorded an electronic piece on that by Denis Dufour, who is still a very known professor in electronic music. And when you record, when you work with, uh, with a composer using electronic, improvisation is always a bit there because the notation, uh, is about the notation. It's not exactly you cannot play exactly what is written. Um, I recently performed at, uh, at Venice Biennale, the uh, new piece by the female Italian uh, composer. Um, and the, 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 what is written, of course, represents gestures, but uh, not notes. Sometimes you have notes, but they are not uh, required, you know. I'm not, uh, of course, not a bebop improviser, but uh, <laughs> I like it very much. And I use a lot of uh, improvisation in, in, the, in the teaching. If you had only one piece that you could play now, which piece would that be? On the, on the desert island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to if if I if I have no uh, time for emergency you leave because there is fire <laughs> and you have to 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 dive in this lake and go to the island with one piece because perhaps you will stay a century there. <laughs> okay, I will take the last piece I play. I, I will play. I will take the the piece I play tomorrow by Philippe Leroux. <laughs> because I'm on it and it's the one I prefer now. Okay, it would never be a repertoire piece. You've got one hour to practice. Mm -hmm. How will you spend your time? Uh, I will spend time on the on the next piece I have to play, not on scale, not on etude. Who do you think is one of the most successful contributors to the development of the saxophone in your experience? Uh, I have to name a lot. <laughs> well, uh, one, just one, the the most important contributor. Oh, that's difficult. That's for me a very very difficult question because uh, you know it's such a, a community process. Mm -hmm. Could you explain if technology has a role, a good role, in your life, or do you find that it's an interruption to your music? It's it's just the way we use it. It's a good it's a it's a good influence for me from uh, from the metronome to the tuner to the recorder. Uh, every technology brings something else. 
and and of course this is the use we do it we do with it of course we we, we the problem is we uh, with technology is when technology becomes the center becomes the goal that's the problem but when we use it it's uh, it's great of course i'm uh, i love technology do you find you're able to escape the constant notifications on your phone and can you step back from that and focus on something i do i do i do i do every day i do I do. Uh, when I practice, I turn off my my phone, and uh, I know that's that's. I I had to 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 learn about that, but now it's clear. So, if we learn from our mistakes, is it okay to make mistakes? Uh, I would say the most what I feel the most important mistakes music mistake a musician could do, and I have done, is to think that one way is the right way. And that's uh, music work doesn't work that way. <laughs> You've got a performance coming up very soon. What is the most important thing that you do right before a performance so that you're ready? Uh, on the day? Yeah. Uh, practicing as little as I can <laughs> and uh, being uh, involved as little as I can with computer, with um, emailing and things that... Uh, Use too much, too much energy. Sleeping as much as I can, <laughs> and eating and drinking, and <laughs> and also um, uh, something something which is now clearer for me. Uh, but memory is uh, connected to computer. We we know very well about, uh, in computer the the hard disk and the live memory, and we work the same. We have the hard disk and many things and. When we will play, please, everything is clearly safely in the hard disk. The problem on stage is it has, it has also to be in the live memory, to, came back, to come back in the live memory. And uh, this, the, the, the days before, the day before, I would say, or the minutes before, my only exercise are to, to, to be back to the very basic things about, uh, mostly about, I uh, would say, sometimes reading the music, uh, and some passages to, to get them back slowly without playing on the saxophone, but just renewing the, the passages, just, you know, to, not to learn more, but to, to connect more the, the, the hard disk and the live memory. Is there a project that you've got coming up that you would like to tell people about? Yes, uh, there are two things which are very strongly connected. Uh, I have a project to do a solo recording, uh, this project is, runs for, for too many years now and I've, the process, I wanted to check the, the, the most, because I almost began really my CD career with a solitary saxophone. And uh, even if I did some before, but this was really something important for me. And, uh, and I would like to not end, but uh, almost end with uh, something very solo. Because I find that in solo, um, when we play solo, uh, of course, the basic of music is chamber music. Learning music is is practicing, is playing on chamber music. I learn all my my job with my wife, with the singers, with the percussion players, and so on, or bandoneon bandoneon players. But uh, playing solo is connected to studying. There is a strong connection between etude uh, exercises, etude, musical etude. Pièces musicales d'étude, Coquelin, Gallo-Montbrun, or the, or Ferling now with, with piano, or the, 
you know, which has almost concert etude and solo pieces, which are solo pieces to be played on stage as a solo, but still a little bit involved in pedagogy in a way, because a composer writing for a solo instrument needs to focus on the instrument itself and needs to focus on the gesture and something which is really inside the beast, you know, and my, me as a beast <laughs> somewhere. And I, I like this, uh, this con and this project is connected to the work I began uh, for Strasbourg uh, World, World Saxophone Congress 2015 with a dancer, with a, a dancer of the company, uh, the German company uh, of Pina Bausch. And uh, she's very good. And uh, next week I will be performing in Toulouse with her again. But each time we play together, we, we try to grow the repertoire. We began with Montovani and Bach. Uh, partita, flip partita, and afterwards it has, we included some études by Benjamin Atayir, new études, uh, études um, obsessionnel, kind of uh, composition études, a bit crazy things, uh, but quite well written. And uh, now we add the, the Philippe Leroux piece, and I in included also the Syrinx by Debussy. With, uh, it is about a 45-minute show with uh, these dancers. Sometimes she dances a lot, sometimes I move on stage also. My biggest problem in this project is that I hardly play by memory difficult pieces like this one. And um, I'm not that keen on, on playing by memory. Not only, I have a good memory in fact, a very good memory, but the, the problem is it, it includes so much pressure when, when playing that, and it's so much related to, to uh, romanticism. Uh, idea about the, the musician. Before romanticism, people were not playing by memory. It's just God on stage, you know, the, the feeling, because most of big uh, piano player, great piano player like Liszt and Chopin were improvising their own music and writing, improvising and re-improvising and rewriting their, their works. And of course they played by memory because they were, and all people want, want to, to connect with those big uh, music, great names, play by memory. But for me, playing by memory, is, there is a lie behind. There is a lie. Because you, for me, I feel, it's just uh, the long talking, not, not nobody else. But what I feel is, I am Iber, I am Glazunov, I am, look, I'm great creating something. But I do not create anything. I just play the music by this guy, which is written on the, on the sheet of paper, and I, I, I read, I sight read, and now I play for so long that I can play by memory. But it's not me. It's, I, I integrated the piece, but be careful. Uh, it's not me. It's, uh, there is a relationship to, with, with somebody else. We are, I'm not alone. I'm not the guy, you know. And I feel this is, um, uh, I've, I've, I have to think about. Of course, it's great to learn by memory. And I said, once again, connected to, to this subject, to this, this theme, um, working with uh, by memory is, is excellent and is the basic training. Learning memory, and that's it. You know something by memory, you know it, and that's it. It's the only thing. And afterwards, we can talk. But playing on stage by memory is something, something else. And the, 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 this project with this dancer for me is not only important for me, but it's very important to con a, con a new concept, new concept, not a new concept, not that new, but connecting arts like opera does. Opera is the, the best the best option, you know, because you have everything, you have uh, singing, you have uh, music, you have uh, music, you have uh, orchestra, and you have dancers, and you have show, and you have uh, lights, and this is the, 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 the complete show, you know, <laughs> like film. <thin>, you know? <laughs>
Is there somewhere online where people can find more information about what you do? Do you have a, a place where you put more things? Mm, I should. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, do you update your website? No. Do you, no, very um, bad at that. On, on your social media, do you uh, share information? I, I would like to, sh- to, to share more I f- because I, I feel that... Uh, um, I feel that, uh, you know, I'm 60 and I don't want to share... Uh, if I still, uh, I'm still alive at that time, I don't want to share after having finished because I feel I need to be in, to be in, to have the problem myself at the moment. And to be not, it's not a story, it's not a story, it's a testimony or, or I don't know the word, but uh, I want to be inside and to. I have some project, but uh, I feel that uh, some some part of my life which has been very easy for me and very ev- obvious, and the re- the human part has been the, the most important thing. Because, uh, uh, as you said, I traveled I traveled a lot, and I move a lot, and I can move a lot. I I love changing the activity also, but but I've been v- in a way I've been very stable with, uh, and I like stability, and uh, everything happens happened to me. Not by chance, I know, uh, but but um, with you know, I, I don't I do not believe on, on uh, hazard. <laughs> There's no hazard. I, I believe on God. I I, th- I think there is a, we 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 cannot see the reality of relationship between people, between places where we live, and but there is uh, such um, core- co- coherency, coherence, coherency. Uh, c'est très cohérent. Nos vies sont très cohérentes. Claude, I'd like to thank you for our conversation today. <laughs> thank you. And I think we should go and play yes. in the snow. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Just before you go, a quick reminder to let you know that show notes, any links, and a full text transcript are available at barrysax.com. You can subscribe for a new episode each week. And thanks again for joining me and my guests on The Barry Sachs Show. <laughs>